Hi guys, welcome to a new episode of Not So Tough Med Talks. For today's episode, we are sitting in Garnia with this amazing person. I'm telling amazing because I know she is. Uh, she has a lot of things. She is this Harry Potter buff. <laughs> Then um, she is too creative. I mean, without her, we couldn't have done all that treasure hunt and stuff. <laughs> And uh, she knows French, right? Yeah. You know I French. I know only Femte Bush about it. <laughs> Femte Bush, <laughs> right? Am I correct? <laughs> my sister taught me. All right. So um, we have Viba Harish. She's my junior. And hi, Viba. Hi, Doctor Vivek. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still getting used to that. Yes. So how are you? What's up? Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, currently, I'm in my second year of MBBS, mm. and we are tackling with the subject of pathology this year. So, what I'm going to be talking about today has been inspired from one of the topics I came across there. Mm. So, what's your topic today? Okay, so today I'd like to talk about and share my opinions on the fine line between body positivity and a, a very prevalent disease, which is obesity. Mm. So why I'm talking about this? Uh, it's because I think it's a fairly controversial topic. There are a lot of debates on it, and also I think the from the medical standpoint, I don't think this has been addressed enough, and I don't think that uh, the laymen have enough correct information about how to address this issue. Hmm. Yeah, I'm curious right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So. To begin with, if I may quote the famous icon Oprah, we mm. all watched her shows. So she said, "Say goodbye to your inner critic and take the pledge to be kinder to yourself and others." Mm. Now, this makes us wonder, what is self-love? Since we're talking about this topic, mm. to put it simply, I think that self-love means to prioritize oneself, mm. right? To have a high regard for our own well-being. and happiness so to take care of our own needs and to not sacrifice our well-being to please somebody else all right right to accept ourselves mm. not just our merits but also our flaws mm. right and in my opinion it also means to believe in ourselves enough mm. to know that we simply can't give up mm. you know and mm. can work on our impediments and emerge successful mm. out of all of that mm. Now factually speaking mm. the body positivity movement i think mm. it's very important for us to know why this movement exists mm. so that we do not blindly encourage obesity since i'm talking for the medical community so you're so, you're uh, um making a clear cut between uh, i mean creating a division between obesity and body, body positivity so, so when did all this start actually uh, i guess 21st century or Before that, was it? Uh, yeah, well, the Gen Z is very keen about addressing this with so much of uh, social media, social media's influence. You mm. know, nowadays Instagram is all the rage, and people have really started to stand up for what they believe in. Mm. And I think freedom of expression has like really um, emerged these mm. days. So I think people I, are being too vocal about. Yeah, it. very vocal mm. about their opinions and I think everybody has their differing opinions. Uh there is no right and wrong, but mm. facts cannot be evaded, right? So right. yeah. 
सो द बॉडी पॉजिटिव बॉडी पॉजिटिविटी मूवमेंट इज ट्रेंडिंग नाउ मोर देन एवर एंड एस्पेशली इन द वेस्टर्न कंट्रीज बट वी ऑल नो दैट आवर ओन नेशन इज इन वेरी फार बिहाइंड ऑन द अदर हैंड ओबेसिटी हैज़ ऑल्सो बिन स्टेडिली राइजिंग नाउ इट इज बिकॉज ऑफ द इनक्रीजिंग ट्रेंड्स इन वॉट वी कंज्यूम like the food person yes <laughs> burger king burgers. it's all the rage right now fast yeah. food mm-hmm. so it dispo- predisposes the individual to numerous health disorders that mm-hmm. i think that we are not very aware of yet mm-hmm. so we often find ourselves in a dilemma mm-hmm. you know do we accept ourselves exactly the way we are mm-hmm. or do we pay heed to sustainably maintaining mm-hmm. our physical health also mm-hmm. it's kind of a dilemma right where mm. i confused mm. so in my opinion it doesn't have to be a war between our physical and mental health it's as easy as that that's mm. what i want to talk about mm. today it's not that confusing mm. so the social media has been sort of a front runner in advocating you know body positivity and self love mm. influencers pop icons Does. they've mm. all you know nowadays they've taken over this culture and with millions and millions of followers who are watching and listening to what these people have to say mm. they you know they're heavily setting the trend mm. uh but we also can't overlook the issue that although these people are actively trying to cultivate a safe space mm. and a healthy environment for people to be themselves mm-hmm. uh, and that. be comfortable in their own skin mm. uh with respect to their appearance it's also very important uh because social media can be a source of inaccurate information about health very much mm. and uh, and you know about healthy habits mm. and these in uh, you know inaccurate articles they spread like wildfire and we tend mm. to consume this media because it's interesting mm. but it can also be inaccurate mm. so body positivity is undeniably important for one's mm. mental health but a debate has emerged right mm. has it blurred the line of some major major risks that are associated with having excessive weight on one's body mm. so the main message here is not about fat versus thin you know mm-hmm. it's not about being uh, the need to be skinny in order to be conventionally physically attractive and mm. fit mm. rather it's about focusing on the need to lower the risk of certain diseases mm. and complications like mm. heart disease diabetes mm. and some other diseases that develop chronically mm. that we might fail to recognize recognize in the initial mm. stages so basically to understand the you know where body positivity ends and, and where, where obesity starts yes, exactly Mm. So now let's talk about some not so tough <laughs> facts some All not right. so tough medical facts I'm curious Yes firstly some clarity on the body positivity movement again mm. it was set in motion due to the increased attention to the harms of weight bias and mm. fat shaming so we have two terms here weight bias fat shaming what are they what is weight bias mm. it's the negative attitude one has towards mm. someone with excessive weight Mm. the attitude that mm. one cultivates to towards somebody else okay. mm. and what is fat shaming mm. fat shaming is the physical act of humiliating someone due to their obesity mm. very sensitive mm. and 
harsh i know mm. uh, and definitely unacceptable mm. but then again what is the first term that you use for fat shaming weight bias weight bias alright weight bias is mm. the attitude that we attitude have towards and uh, fat shaming is the, fat shaming yes i'm using the word yes, yeah that's, that's the act the, yes that's the mm. physical act of shaming somebody mm. for their appearance mm. now then again it's a direct result of misinformation like i said the inaccurate information that we consume mm. that a culture has about a healthy body weight mm. this needs to be addressed mm. it's very unfortunate that the media that we consume has yet to grasp the idea that obesity is a disease mm. right a lot of people do not understand this they think it's a lifestyle choice mm. when it's not mm. so it's a disease and it's a mm. genuine medical issue mm. and it's not a problem with the lack of self control people mm. think obesity is a result of a lack of self control which is not true mm. from a medical standpoint mm. which is what i am speaking yeah. for mm. the increase in desirable body size is because of normalizing obesity mm. right mm. so this is very controversial but what is unfortunate <coughs> is that there there are particular studies that have shown that lack of um, communication between a doctor and a patient mm. uh, with obesity is actually very very common in today's culture it's mm. not spoken about enough even between a doctor and a patient mm. so the increase of weight over time mm. in each age group it mm. supports the fact that us as humans we mm. tend to conform to the world around us mm. so in this case it's the trend of obesity hmm. so in each age group we have our set of influences that we take inspiration from that we get our ideologies from hmm. and this lack of communication is definitely like hmm. hindering hmm. what we consume hmm. Hmm. so the doctors aren't communicating enough to the patient and warning them about this yes right? uh, almost about 80% of patients hmm. according to statistics in the us hmm. um have failed to understand what their obesity really means because of the lack of communication and they haven't addressed it properly leading mm. to other risks mm. so mm. yeah these are facts mm. so many people they set aside these healthy habits and they determine for themselves if they are healthy in that particular moment mm. right and what they seem to do is they forget that what could be coming in their future uh, if they continue with this mindset might become unhealthy Mm-hmm. So excess of anything is bad, right? We have yes. to strike a balance between everything. Mm-hmm. They are unaware that the onset of this disease that we are talking about it's gradual and it's mm-hmm. chronic. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people do not understand that. You just see that at that point, at I'm that fine. Point. I'm I'm okay with my weight and I'm fine with it. Yes. But they don't see the fast-fetching effects of yes. it. Yes, mm-hmm. and they ha- also haven't been informed enough about mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah we are vibahirish informing all these things <laughs> <laughs> so when we are aware of what can go wrong when we dive into the pathology of obesity pathology is whatever can go wrong in our body physiology is whatever a normal healthy individual possesses hmm. so it can really aid us to strike a balance between our physical and mental health hmm. this is what i like to talk about because usually we tend to adopt certain things into our lives mm. when we know the why's and when there is enough reason and rationale behind it of mm. course we won't settle for anything less right so mm. i feel like if we know the basis of where where uh, where this disease is arising from it's mm. easier for us to accept the healthier options that we have sure 
Mm. But naturally inquisitive creatures, right? <laughs> so I'm here to like give you the reason. Alright. Okay. So the not so tough medical aspect of obesity. Mm. To say simply, obesity can be defined as the accumulation of fat tissue. that is of sufficient amount sufficient magnitude hmm. to impair hmm. or wrongly affect one's health hmm. i learned the small version of that definition back <laughs> when i was telling pathology <laughs> yes. she gave the bigger version okay yes hmm. so what we use is the body mass index the bmi hmm. this hmm. is used very commonly to measure this fat accumulation that i'm talking about hmm. so factually speaking for our information individuals who have a bmi greater than 30 kg per meter square mm. are medically diagnosed as obese mm. and anything between the range of 18.5 and 25 is considered to be normal mm. so we can check our bmis and uh, see if we need to go to the doctor mm. and also bmi has its own drawbacks right it like it cannot differentiate between a fat mass and a muscle mass yes and uh, there's no real uh, age differentiation also over there yes yeah okay so right. it is very vague but uh, it is very convenient as well so mm. yeah uh, yeah that is anyone can do it it's kilogram yes. by meter square meter square so that mm. is why we usually take this into consideration mm. uh so obesity is associated with uh, several of the most important diseases of humans including type 2 diabetes which emerges later in life mm. and uh, cardiovascular diseases which are problems of the heart mm. dyslipidemia which are problems with cholesterol mm. levels in the body hypertension increased blood pressure mm. and also cancer which mm. is pretty scary right wow. Now increase in obesity is associated uh, mostly with higher caloric content of the diet. So what we consume, higher the calories, more the risk of getting mm. obesity. And increased consumption of refined sugars, mm. uh highly sweetened and carbonated beverages which is all the trend right now especially in the younger generation huh. and in the western countries. Now I have a question for which I don't have the answer mm. which I'm supposed to have the answer what does all that zero calories or zero diet cooks mean like these mm, say it's wonder. zero sugar yeah the artificial sugars right like huh. uh even the brand stevia and uh, yeah I'm not really sure how that, it's thumb does right yeah. <laughs> need to see on that yeah hmm yes. all right carry on uh and well also consumption of vegetable oils mm. so these can predispose to obesity mm. so one other thing that a lot of people fail to know mm. is that it's 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 very crucial to know that genetics mm. and the environment as well as you know one psychological factors also play a huge role in promoting mm. obesity Mm. A lot of people think just uh, overeating can cause obesity but that's not the case there are mm. several contributing factors that we need to address. Mm. So one uh, of the thing things is uh, infant of diabetic mother which was just think back so yes. I'm telling so uh, it's a case where your mother is diabetic mm-hmm. during her pregnancy so that the so that when you're born uh, you have more risk of developing diabetes in future. So that's one of the things so yes. diabetes obesity atherosclerosis yes. all these are 
things of infant or diabetic mother so ask your mom if you if she was too much on sugar during her pregnancy, her pregnancy <laughs> so we can avoid yeah complications so what are the rest so basically what i'm trying to say is the root cause of obesity is not mm. just over consumption of food mm. so we can say that this is a, a result of when there's a caloric imbalance mm. between how much energy we consume through food mm. and how much of it is exhausted mm. through physical activity so mm. when we can't strike a balance between this our body doesn't know what to do with the excess energy that we have so it, it just tends up. to store it mm. so it's just like let's put it away for later and it tends to accumulate mm. and uh, you know our bodily functions and physical exercise when we decrease this the body mm. does not know what to do with all the energy that we're consuming mm. so it's quite important that we you know gauge this intake and uh, output right yes so if you're going to work out i mean if, if you're going to be lazy the entire day just <laughs> little yeah, i guess yeah <laughs> yeah uh, yeah just keep counting always it's good to be having a good to have a calorie deficit right not too much but yes mm. definitely so coming to the the genetic aspect of obesity like i was saying mm. it's considered to be a polygenic disorder so uh, several genes are involved mm. in contributing to this risk factor mm. and the environmental factors uh, which can contribute to obesity they can be categorized under two headings mm. so one of which is food and mm. the other is physical exercise mm. as simple as that mm. so when we say food as a contributing factor we're referring to the increased consumption of food mm. increased consumption of foods which are energy dense mm. so the more energy the food has mm. uh, i think yeah biryani definitely <laughs> <laughs> and also increased consumption of uh, of food in general quantity wise mm. um because the quality of the food that we're feeding the body is as important as the quantity that's what i'm trying to say mm. even if we're eating little if it tends to be energy dense mm. it it can mm. still matter mm. and a way to you know find out which food has how many calories or which as you said which food has uh, which food is energy dense mm. You know there are many apps in App Store, or if you have iPhone, what is that called? App Store. Yeah, App Store. <laughs> app app store, store or Play Store. Uh, I I use this one called Healthify. Mm-hmm. Hope you hope Healthify people hear this and come to you know give me their ads so that I can run <laughs> through it. <laughs> Alright, so you can use apps like that you know to find out um, which food is how. Especially for example, if it's idli versus vada, what do you think, Viba? Which is energy dense? Definitely the vada. Vada. We're, we're frying it in the vegetable oils. Okay, sambar versus chutney. <laughs> I'm going to say chutney. Chutney. Okay, she is she is wise though. Yeah. <laughs> she is she, she is well aware of all these things. So yeah, so uh, this is something that I uh, learned through those things. So yeah, you can try that out. Back to Viva. Yes. So. food also larger serving sizes like i said and increased variety of foods i feel like we're tempted to try everything out when we have a variety of it and mm. we don't tend to keep a tab on how much we're consuming sure. so the variety of food that we consume mm. a balanced diet is one thing mm. increased variety is another a balanced mm. diet is where we're aware of the variety that we're consuming mm. here when i'm talking about variety i'm talking about being overwhelmed by the amount of choices that we have mm. to eat Hmm. You know, so you're telling it's bad or it's good? 
a balanced diet where we're aware of the variety is definitely good because mm. I feel like portion control is also a part of that. Mm. And the part where we're just given a overwhelming choice mm. of foods to choose from, mm. I think we become indecisive at that point. Okay. So mm. when there is no planning, I mm. think we tend to get indecisive and mm. we don't keep a tab on how much we're consuming. Mm. The increased availability of food also. Mm. I feel like uh, if we're the duration at which we consume the food, if mm. it's increased in frequency and it's available to us all the time, mm. we tend to keep consuming it. I think it's normal psychological behavior. I think behavior. all those who went to Barbecue Nation will like understand be, it. Yes, <laughs> and like, you know, a lot of people now like to say, when I'm bored, I just, I just go, yeah, I open the fridge and look for what's there to eat. I'm not hungry, I'm just bored. So, yeah. Eat, sleep, binge, repeat. Yes, the availability of food, yes. I think, also plays a huge part in how much we consume. Mm. And from a consumer standpoint, reduced costs of food. Also, mm. I think we find something on discount. Mm. It is normal human behavior to stock up on it, right? Yes, so, we're encouraging ourselves to finish what we're purchasing and I think that again has no control over our portions so this is also a contributing factor coming to the second part of uh, environmental contributors the physical activity part of it Hmm. that again can be of three categories here when we have to control obesity Hmm. first is exercise Hmm. normally like sports activities and fitness related activities Hmm. number two can be work related physical activities so here again if our work requires us to sit at one spot from 9 to 5, mm. uh, we are predisposed to not having enough uh, energy exhaustion mm. and again obesity. Mm. And number three, we can term it as spontaneous activity, which is neither work related nor exercise related. Mm. So, daily chores, mm. uh, just going out and about, being active in general, mm. it also matters. Mm. So when we opt for a laid-back routine, you know, a sedentary lifestyle as we call it Mm. uh, and reduce our activities of daily living, we increase our chances for being obese. Alright. Okay, the next question. What is the manner of development of this disease? Like I was telling, the pathology of this disease. How does this arise? Hmm. So here we're going to get a little scientific. Hmm. Okay. Nuri glasses on. Yes. Hmm. So the regulation of our body weight and even the dysregulation of our body weight, Hmm. uh, it depends on two things. Hmm. One, our hormones. Hmm. Two, our nervous system, the the neural mechanism. So these two regulate the energy balance in our body. Mm. So the mechanisms, they stimulate an important part of our brain called the hypothalamus. Mm. Uh, So both these mechanisms are equally involved in stimulating the hypothalamus. Mm. So this hormonal and neural mechanisms, we can divide them into three systems. Mm. Okay, so all these three systems eventually end up acting on the hypothalamus so i'm just going to walk you through that in a very simple manner coming to our first system we call it the peripheral afferent system so afferent here refers to being conducted towards a particular point right so from one towards the other so this system has two kinds of signals. One is an appetite suppressing signal and the other an appetite stimulating signal. So as the name suggests, whatever signal 
is afferent from this system whatever is sent out mm. accordingly the actions will be carried out in the body if it's mm. ap- appetite stimulating we feel hungry mm. if it's appetite suppressing we feel full mm. right mm. so it uh, basically uh, this that's the thing so the peripheral afferent system it, it can send out either of these two signals and depending on that we come to our second system mm. which is the central processing system mm. so the central processing uh, processing system what does this do it integrates these signals that it's uh, receiving mm. and in turn it, it gives out more signals mm. these signals however are efferent in nature mm. now what does efferent mean efferent with an e by the way mm. uh, it means that they are conducted and they are sent away from the point that they are uh, all right of generation yes mm. from their point of generation mm. so this system just like the previous one also has an appetite suppressing mm. and an appetite stimulating pathway all right so two roads leading to a hall and two roads leading out of the hall yes mm. So here these appetite uh, stimulating and suppressing pathways from the second system what they do is they influence another part of our uh, nervous system called as the autonomic nervous system hmm. so what the autonomic nervous system does is hmm. it controls our ingestive behavior so it controls when and how much we eat how much we ingest oh okay Hmm. So that's the thing uh, the central processing system does. Hmm. Coming to our third system, it's the peripheral hmm. efferent system. Hmm. So this again has two pathways, what we call as the anabolic pathway and the catabolic pathway. Hmm. Anabolic catabolic uh, refers to like the breakdown of substances and anabolic refers to overall consumption of hmm. substances. Hmm. So the anabolic pathway it controls the energy intake or the food intake mm. and the catabolic pathway controls the amount of energy our body spends mm. so to strike a balance here uh, it's very very important both of them have uh, actions that are dependent on each other but also kind of opposing right so it's very important that there is a balance mm. now here we use a term called the bmr which is the resting basal metabolic rate mm. and this bring ba- brings back memory yes in my viva i just uh, used a bmi instead of bmr <laughs> and that <laughs> made all the fun in the Common viva common mistake <laughs> yeah so basically the bmr here mm. this is what spends about 70% 70 of our daily energy that we consume so 70% of daily energy expenditure happens through the bmr we also have uh, about 10% of our uh, body energy mm. is lost through our body heat so mm. that's called thermogenesis as mm. the name suggests mm. heat generated from the body we lose about 10% of the energy daily mm. and our normal physical activity contributes to 5% of energy expenditure mm. so in conclusion any sort of imbalance in these three systems that we spoke about mm. the peripheral afferent central mm. processing and peripheral efferent system mm. so it can um, in our brain it can possibly lead to obesity hmm all right Okay so this is that next question what are the complications mm. and consequences of uncontrolled obesity i mm. feel like this is the part that will uh, get people to think 
<laughs> it will it will really scare the living daylight out of us so <laughs> okay <laughs> okay mm. um first of all individuals are at a risk of early death um because mm. mostly because of diabetes mm. and uh, it can also be because of coronary heart diseases mm. and uh, cerebrovascular disease which is associated with the brain mm. now individuals with central obesity central obesity refers to mm. when you have fat accumulation mm. uh, increased in the upper body and mm. the trunk region mm. so that is called central obesity mm. the so apple. yes mm. So individuals with central obesity they tend to develop a resistance to insulin which is very important to regulate our body sugars mm. and uh, and you know deficiency in insulin can lead to type 2 diabetes mellitus. Mm. So uh, like we discussed earlier it can also lead to dyslipidemia which refers to abnormal cholesterol ref- uh, levels and mm. it in turn can lead to heart disorders like atherosclerosis. Mm. which is accumulation of cholesterol on the inner vessels uh inner wall of the blood vessels mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay so obese women can mm. face the complication of polycystic ovarian syndrome which is actually a very prevalent disorder nowadays amongst mm. young females i feel yeah, like a yeah. lot of my friends are having to yes. deal with this complication yes it's increasing Yes. So here they'll have to deal with uh you know irregular periods and uh, problems conceiving, problems with fertility. So this is again a major health concern. Hmm. Men have problems of decreased testosterone hmm. and uh in their blood and also increased estrogen which can lead to complications of secondary sexual characters like gynecomastia yeah. and also hmm. infertility. Hmm. So it is a point of concern. Hmm. Hmm. Now excessive body weight can also lead to degenerative bone disease because the body is not able to handle its own weight. weight. Yeah, we, hmm. it can lead to severe joint pain which is yes, arthritis. Hmm. Hmm. Also varicose veins. Yeah. Um oh. we also have increased risks for fungal and yeast infections because of decreased glucose. immune increased glucose, increased glucose mm. and decreased you know immune functions mm. so people can uh, develop sleep apnea mm. so sleep apnea refers to difficulty <laughs> all right uh, in breathing during mm. sleep yes mm. people tend to snore and mm. most of the times they don't realize this and they don't realize that this is a risk factor that mm. this is a health problem mm. snoring is pretty usual but it is very uncommon in younger age groups do and you it snow? must be addressed i, I fortunately do not <laughs> from uh. what i have heard mm. i do not mm. so i think that's that's a good sign mm. all right yeah so one of the other major complications like i said before is cancer mm. men are at the risk of developing cancers of the prostate the mm. colon esophagus mm. rectum mm. uh the pancreas and the liver mm. women on the other hand are at the risk of developing cancers of the breasts mm. ovaries mm. the cervix which is highly incidental nowadays mm. carcinoma mm. cervix mm. uh the gallbladder as well as thyroid issues mm. so individuals can also be predisposed to gastroesophageal reflux disease which is again something uh, basically acidity in the stomach that's how the layman mm it goes into your esophagus yes mm. so acid reflux from the 
stomach to the esophagus hmm. it's again one of the major health concerns associated with obesity people usually yes people usually tend to side look this problem when hmm. it's actually pretty serious hmm. and you can also have diseases associated with the gallbladder hmm. like stones hmm. and the liver so hmm. yeah i guess these are a lot of uh, things of major concern that people usually do not realize that uh, they are disposed to unless it becomes extremely serious true and it's too late by then yes hmm all right so that's a lot of information <laughs> um, but i i've seen your creative side but this is the first time i'm seeing the nerdy side of you where are the other papers <laughs> oh she has three written pages <laughs> so you got we got uh, to get our facts right <laughs> yeah she 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 uh, she she worked on this a lot so uh what can you give us on conclusion what are your conclusions how can you wrap it up in conclusion uh to make sure i don't sound very controversial hmm. uh, a healthy and controlled diet as well as regular physical activity uh, they are important habits that we have to cultivate to tackle obesity hmm. and we must prioritize our physical and mental health equally like they should be given equal importance hmm. because right now i feel like the gen z is all about mental health and hmm. talking about mental health and but yeah yes yeah. on physical yes health. physical health hmm. and physical fitness is hmm. kind of being pushed into a corner i feel like hmm. so i feel like they should be given equal weightage hmm. and uh recognize that obesity is a serious medical issue hmm. just as we identify the need for self love and acceptance and body positivity we must address obesity as a disease hmm. ignorance in the name of social trends mm. if you like otherwise mm. it may end up costing us so yes. most of the times people are blindsided by what the icons have to say right they're called influencers for a reason but i feel like to be well informed about certain things is also very very important so proper awareness of our own body weight and ways to control it within the spectrum which is considered healthy mind you than socially normal you know mm-hmm. what i mean healthy sure. and socially normal i think there's a difference. difference and i think we should focus on the healthy aspect of mm-hmm. it it's very very crucial and mm-hmm. when our body is fit i feel like our minds health automatically follows mm-hmm. so yeah so guys don't just follow the masses because sometimes those masses have a silent yam That's not something I created. I saw it from my Instagram profile. Oh. So talk, talking from <laughs> Instagram. Look at, look at the irony. <laughs> talking from Instagram, uh, you guys can get in touch with us. Me, the host at Vivek Hudson, Doctor Vivek Hudson, and uh, Viba. Your your Instagram ID is Viba Harish, right? Yes. Viba Harish. Yeah. And so that's it, guys, for today's episode. Uh, if you guys would like to uh, be in touch with us, you can. as we told through our instagram ids and if you guys want to participate in episodes like this be a guest you can click on the website or you can just contact me and what do i say we just forgot something where's the disclaimer yes the disclaimer hmm. so i would like to put it out there that this information should not be used as you know proper backed up facts instead i Which think it's is kind of because i can see your three pages yes <laughs> but it's mostly just to give us an overview of such a huge topic with so much to learn from 
approved journals and textbooks mm. so yeah i feel like this is just food for thought you know our conversation from today for mm. everyone who's listening um it's just to encourage all of us to go back reflect mm. and dig the facts up by ourselves so mm. Please do not use this information on in any formal occasions. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I think that she created a clear-cut uh, difference between obesity and uh, body positive movement. So that's a good one. Thank and you. I hope I see you for more episodes in future. Definitely, I'm excited. <laughs> All right, guys. See you guys in another episode with another person. All right, see you. Bye bye.